I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Before we begin this week's podcast, we'd like to talk about the events of the last couple of weeks. We stand unequivocally alongside the Black Lives Matter movement. The music we love as guitar enthusiasts was forged by black musical pioneers. There would not be any guitar nerds if it were not for the likes of Robert Johnson, Memphis Minnie or Little Richard. It should be clear now that it's not enough to simply be non-racist. We must be actively anti-racist. We must take specific and coordinated steps to dismantle racism and prejudice where it lives, both at home and elsewhere, all the way to the highest seats of power. In the description of this week's podcast, you'll find links to some organisations that are making a real difference. We encourage you to donate if you can. We have taken the past week to reflect on our own privileges and our place within this industry and to contemplate how we as guitar nerds could do better. It's clear that we've not been doing enough. So we're making a commitment to increasing representation and diversifying the range of voices that you will hear on the Guitar Nerds podcast. We will also be donating to and championing new charities every month and using this platform to raise up the voices of those marginalised within the guitar community and the wider world. Thank you for listening and for being a part of the Guitar Nerds community. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello there. Jay Cross. Hello there. And Mark Packham. Hello there. Yes, that's right. And it is the 269th episode of the regular weekly edition of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. So, listener, thank you very much uh, for joining us uh, again this week. Um, we're going to be talking about lots of uh, new guitar things. I think Matt's got more pedals. Mark's making decisions on guitars. And Jay and me are going to talk a little bit about strings and stuff. But before we go any further, we should introduce our new patrons for this week. Um, uh, I'd like to introduce uh, Glenn Manning. Welcome. Um, and Pontus Helm. I've definitely pronounced that wrong, but I did I did my best, Pontus. So, so please... Uh, forgive me um, and then uh, we'd also like to introduce um, Alton Tower and um, uh, Wait, Alton uh, Tower <laughs> no, Alton Tower yeah and then there's um, uh, Chessington Wool uh, as well so uh, uh, so <laughs> 
is that real? So welcome. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, there's there's another one. Uh, also, we've had Thorpe Parr has upgraded. <laughs> what are you um, talking to, about? No, what? I was just making those last three up. I was just trying to. <laughs> Alton Tower. <laughs> Are you just trying to catch us out now by saying yeah. things? And, uh, you know, we know at the best of the time, the best of times, we're not listening to you. Exactly. So exactly. The, um, the the local, well, the nearest theme park to me when I grew up was Pleasurewood Hills, and it was terrible. <laughs> Pleasurewood Hills. What uh, sort? What sort of rides did you have there, Matt? Uh, uh, well, I'm just going on the website now. It's, it says unfam. Can you get to that on the non dark? Oh, they web. had the water factory. <laughs> 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 and, okay. uh, how much was that um, did they uh, charge you by the half hour or <laughs> yeah every 15 minutes right I see okay wonderful oh and wow. also they had Woody's Clubhouse nice <laughs> nice wow wow Pleasurewood Hills this this week's uh, episode sponsor Pleasurewood Hills uh, you should go there if you live in Matt's sort of weird rubbish end of the, the UK that you came from where was hey. it? Ipswich? It was in Lowestoft, actually. Lowestoft, well, Which is still okay. in Suffolk, but basically right. a million miles away. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, so this week, uh, so this is the this is the announcement week of the winner of our Ashdown competition that we've been running over the last month. So, uh, so listener, if you're not aware, over the last month we teamed up with Ashdown to give you a chance. Two winners this time. Two winners. It's a double a double victory. Uh, so one one guitar <laughs> winner. What are you talking a, a about? A double victory. One guitar winner and one bass winner. So we were um, we're giving away an Ashdown Newt and an Ashdown Ant. Uh, which are both 200 watt uh, pedal board style guitar amplifiers. So an amplifier that fits on your pedal board, a 200 watt, you know, uh, clean pedal board platform that you can use with any preamp or, you know, if you use he- Helix or GC1000, it's the absolute perfect solution. And of course, the Newt, the guitar version that we're giving away, because the Ants for bass, Newt for guitar, the, the, the Newt is in a very lovely limited edition. Uh, sort of green, metallic green. So, um, so very cool indeed. Anyway, so I'd ask people to enter. You had to either enter by telling me what guitar you played, and tagging a bass player who you thought should also enter, or telling me what bass you played and tagging a guitarist that you think should also enter. So, thank you everyone who's done that. Um, I have spun the wheel twice, so. So you, you know, for for example, if if you to make the sure that you get one, the answer that you wanted, the so person it twice. that you nominated for, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, but if if you won, the, if you win the newt, the person that you nominated to win the base doesn't necessarily win the base. If you understand, I'm 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 rolling it twice: one wheel for for guitar players and the newt, and one wheel for bass players and the ant. KMA Audio Machine's comprehensive range of premium effects pedals are extremely impressive, coupling some of the best-looking graphics and best-sounding circuits with some of the most original reimaginations of classic effects pedals that we've ever seen. From the wild and soaring high-gain distortion of the worm to the classic ripping fuzz tones of the fuzzly bear, Minos and Dead Stag, the swirling phaser of the Astro Spurt, the treble to full range, Stock Her treble booster, the synthy octaves of the Moyai Mayer, and the Queequeg, 
to the incomparably expansive wash of delays and verbs from the Cirrus and the uniquely controlled mid-accentuated drive of the incredibly dynamic Logan. The list is comprehensive, and every pedal offers something original and unique to KMA's penchant for extreme controllability. Available worldwide from leading guitar effects pedal dealers, and for more info, check out kma-machines.com. Introducing possibly the ultimate recording solution for guitarists everywhere, the Two Notes Captor X. Playing your tube amp in a great sounding room with an exceptional choice of perfectly matched speaker cabinet and microphones is truly joyous and an unparalleled experience. The Torpedo Captor X is for tube amp lovers who crave this every time they play, no matter the environment. Play your tube amp at its sweet spot and control your volume with the attenuator anywhere. You can even enjoy your 100 watt rig in silence with an immersive headphone experience. Fed up with lifting heavy cabinets, inconsistent sound and stage volume issues, go direct to the PA and audio interface with studio grade cabinet simulations. Wish to explore a legendary backline of speaker cabinets and microphones? Pair Torpedo Captor X with your phone, tablet or computer using Torpedo Remote. No other compact reactive load box offers such universal control of the miking chain. And with dual miking per cabinet, you may never need to use a real mic again. Check out the Two Notes Torpedo Captor X at two-notes.com. What you're saying is that whoever that the name that comes up is the person that posted and not the person who was tagged exactly. the fact that they tagged someone was really only there to benefit us in promoting the competition as exactly. opposed to uh giving them a chance to win anything absolutely oh cool absolutely. okay yeah, yeah but <laughs> yeah but then they got tagged and they saw the competition and, then and surely entered. they then entered so they yes. get they get an equal chance to win yes, quite absolutely. right quite right yes. That certainly is the case now. We've had over a thousand entries to this, so what? this was uh, this was the How bulk many? of my day. Over a thousand entries. Um, so yeah, so this was uh, <laughs> a this thousand was... people. Goodness me! Wow. So yeah, this uh, this was really time consuming for me. Okay, so anyway, and and uh, and and also, I had to find um, I had to find a sort of web device that was capable of. Um, of of me adding uh, like a thousand names, which uh, which was actually problematic. Well, actually, I didn't have to do that. I only had to add five hundred, but still, they all seem to top out at like less than that. Anyway, so we're good. We we found one. So we're going to spin the wheel um, twice. First of all, we're going to do guitars. Um, so um, first of all, the newt winner. So people could enter on Facebook or Instagram. Who's it going to be? Did you enter? Well, now is the time to find out if you win. I'm spinning the wheel right now. And the wheel is... And it stopped. Okay, I'm really, I'm, I need to find a better way of doing that, don't I? That's more entertaining on the podcast. Well, yeah, just probably me. not live. Do it beforehand. Oh, do you want me to do it beforehand? But then people will doubt its legitimacy. I guess there's no way of yeah, there's no way of proving it anyway. What I'm doing, at least when we could hear the sound of the wheel spinning, there was some sort of air of legitimacy. Um, I trust you. To do yeah, it beforehand fine. for the sake of this podcast still being interesting. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I trust you to do it beforehand. No, absolutely. Anyway, so it looks like the winner uh, of this one is uh, Toby Branton. 
Uh, <laughs> 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 what? My my youngest brother. <laughs> what about that? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> that is that is not the name that's come up. I'm just working out how to pronounce this. Um, uh, congratulations to um, Bilgesu Unalan. That that is that is a terrible attempt at a pronunciation. I do apologize. Uh, who entered on um, on Facebook? Um, uh, so so uh, congratulations, um, Bilgesu, Bilgesu. I'm not sure. It's a Turkish name. So so congratulations uh, on on winning yourself an Ashdown Newt. Uh, well done. I'm spinning the wheel again now for the ant. So this is the base player victory. Um, we'll see who it is, and we have a winner in James Michael Clark. That is another Facebook entry, um, which is amazing because most of the the entries were on Instagram. So apologies to Instagram entries, but two Facebook victories this time round. James Michael Clark, um, you have won yourself um, the Ashdown Ant, um, and I hope. Um, I hope you're very happy with that. Very cool. James Michael Clark looks like he's, um, because of course I asked everyone to say what their guitar or bass was, uh, has built himself a uh, version of the Royal Blood Defender bass, the Jaguar bass, but with what looks like a pair of Music Man style pickups in there. Um, so very cool. Very cool indeed. Um, well, congratulations to Bilgesu Unalan and to James Michael Clark. Um, both victorious in uh, this week's competition. Oh, there we go. Free stuff. Yeah, free stuff. Well done. Congratulations. A few weeks break from uh, from the giveaway at the moment. Um, so, you know, oh God, it feels like we've been doing those for the best part of the year. Yeah, we really have. Yeah, it's been a lot of free stuff to uh, to win through the Guitar Nerds podcast. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, I want to see the stuff in action. Like, Has anyone actually sent us videos of things that they've won? Um, yes, we, well, not uh, not videos. We had uh, we had a wonderful vi- uh, photo of the of the pink giveaway. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so we've had some some stuff from that uh, from uh, Rebecca By, um, whose uh, whose baby was playing with the uh, with the Ashdown cab and approving of the Ashdown cab's pinkness. So that was that that was good. Um, but uh, but yes, it would be good if you're a winner. Send us in some stuff. Let us see it in use. We would like to see it in use that would be cool um yes anyway moving on mark packham let's talk about let's talk about epiphone casinos because when we last left you last week you were in a bit of a quandary i'd had one delivered i think and had not had the other one delivered so um yeah i managed it after months and months of months and months sorry of searching uh as documented on this podcast um i've been searching for an epiphone casino um and wanted a korean built one because i'd heard that they were very very good indeed um and i can confirm they are good um uh, but yeah, apparently Epiphone Casinos are like buses, as the saying goes. Been waiting ages for one, and then two nice ones come along at once. So I managed to kind of work a couple deals and get both of these guitars, uh, not with the aim to keep them both, um, but with the aim to like see which one was better and keep one of them and then move the other one on. So they're, um, they are both from different factories. Uh, there's one from 2004. 
four, I want to say, from the Peerless factory, which is the the more kind of renowned factory. You know, it's the one that people that is kind of sought after and has the uh, has the name. Um, and then the second one uh, is was from two thousand nine, Sunburst one. Uh, the other one was Natural. This one's Sunburst uh, from the Unsung factory again with you know pretty good um, like Providence. I would say you know that the the, uh, the, the factory's got a decent name for itself and known to make great guitars now the thing that uh, was shocking to me is just how different these two guitars are Ooh, um, really very very different indeed so uh the one that arrived first was the unsung one the the sunburst one um and the way i would describe it is straight out of the box played really nicely i think it must have had a little bit of a setup and uh i think i just changed the strings on it and that's all it all it needed um and the thing I noticed straight away is very slim neck, 60s profile neck, um, not with a kind of definite, like, you know, flat, uh, like, stripe down the back, but definitely more down that 60s kind of profile. And very sort of aggressive sounding, um, which is weird because I'd heard actually casinos, although they've got P90s, particularly these Korean ones, uh, apparently are a bit quite laid back. They've got low output pickups and they're generally not very aggressive. That wasn't my experience with this unsung one at all, actually. It was very aggressive. And if you were looking to do kind of like more kind of punk stuff or even like rock stuff, um, it would have worked very, very nicely for that, I think. Um, And build quality, absolutely fantastic. You know, like you can tell just, you know, very, very well put together. Not really any blemishes or anything like that in the finish. Um, Anyway, so, so I got that one first. A couple of days later, a couple of days after the podcast uh, went out last week, I got the one from the Peerless Factory, the natural one. And straight out of the box, I was like, this doesn't seem right. Like, the, it's, like the action's really high. It doesn't play very nicely. Like, I've heard that these guitars are supposed to be amazing. I'm just not really, like, into this. It feels a bit like, I don't know, it just felt a bit, like, shonky. Like, not, you know, particularly nice. Um and straight away, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll sell this one. And it is, you know, it's a peerless one. So, I, you know, if I sell it, I'll get a bit more money for it because they're generally worth a bit more money. Um, but then I was like, do you know what? I think, oh, actually, the only problem here is the setup is just not very good. Um, had kind of a, quite a high action and just wasn't playing very nicely. So I spent a bit of time um, doing a setup on it. And what I found is, you know, bring the action down, change, do, tweaking a couple of things on the setup actually made it a much, much nicer guitar. Um, and it's always very hard to describe with these things. Um, oh, yeah. First of all, it's got a totally different neck profile. 50s profile, I would say, rather than 60s. Much chunkier. Feels more in line, like slightly chunkier than my Les Paul Jr., I would say, which sits somewhere between a 50s and 60s profile. Um, this is a bit chunkier, a bit rounder. So I'd say much more like a 50s um, profile. The other weird thing about it is the actual body shape is different. You know... What? When you, when the you, body shape? Yeah. When you play like a Gibson hollow body, have you noticed that on the neck pickup, the body sort of dips down into the neck a bit? Yeah. You've noticed yeah. that, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and the, the pickup surround kind of sticks up. It's quite pronounced. Uh, yeah, this is yeah. different because the it's the P90s. So, oh, they're okay, like, yeah, sure. so they're like, you know, mounted onto the body itself. So the unsung guitar doesn't do that actually at all. It doesn't really dip down into the neck. Um, and 
that is kind of how I remember the Epiphone guitars being, and I think that is the kind of template. But the the Peerless one does do that, and it's it's hard it's hard for me to describe, and you know, no pun intended. But it feels a lot more. The playing experience and the build feels a lot more authentic, um, and yeah, you know, that's that's kind of taken on a bit of a weird connotation. But the actual guitar itself just feels a bit more robust, and it's definitely louder um, acoustically. It's louder. Actually, I would say that it's quieter when it's plugged in. It's a lot more. Um, refined almost like you've got yeah, that's work- what you want you don't want loud aggressive pickups not from well, anybody. i mean not i don't know really i don't really know what i wanted it was just really curious to see the difference between these two guitars that effectively you know are the same model but the build is very very different like i said that you know the neck pro- profile is very different there's changes to the body the overall feel is just different um and by no means you know i i think other players could definitely have both of those guitars next to each other and they could definitely pick the unsung one the unsung one is still a fantastic guitar it's just very different um and it's been really interesting to see just how different those two could be and i kind of feel like i'm a bit of an expert now on these two uh guitars but you know there's other factories as well that these uh, korean epiphone casinos have come out of so yeah, I think uh, there's still a lot more more to learn. I'm going to keep the natural one. I'm going to keep the the 2004, the the Peerless one. Just I just feel it's like a better guitar, and actually the extra volume acoustically works for me because I mostly play guitar, you know, not plugged in. Particularly at the moment where like space in the living room is like a little bit uh, premium because you know we're both working from home, and I can't always have the amp plugged in, and uh, you know I don't want to be I don't want to upset my neighbours who are also working from home. So I'm like I'm playing a lot acoustically and. The yeah the the natural one is a is a lot lot louder. Um, so yeah, I mean I don't know really what my conclusion is apart from I prefer the natural one, but other people might prefer you know the the unsung one, slimmer neck. Interesting. I, uh, I I I thought I, I pipped you to go for aesthetics and go for the sunburst, which you said before you started this that was was your preferred finish for this. Definitely, I, I've always thought the casinos look better in natural. Uh, personally, I would prefer the Sunburst, and I've seen some examples of the Peerless ones in Sunburst, and they look amazing. Um, even maybe just you know a little bit nicer than this unsung one that I've got. Uh, obviously, hard to judge from a picture, but yeah, I mean, I, I totally didn't expect to walk away with the natural one. Um, what I was kind of thinking was like, oh, they'll they'll basically be the same. I'll take the Sunburst one because I prefer the look of it, and I know that the Peerless one fetches more money resale value wise. Uh, so I'll probably sell the Peerless one, but I just can't put the peerless one down it, it just feels the chunkier neck is better for me the fact that it's louder acoustically is better for me um and it's got a more uh, this is so hard to put into words but it's like it's got a, a more refined tone like you have to just like work a little bit harder on the amp and on the guitar to get it to drive and it's got it's got a less compressed sound to it um it's a more sonically interesting guitar, I would say. Um, but all these things are obviously subjective. If you want something that you know is a bit more compressed sounding and you know is a bit more uh, aggressive, then the uh, the unsung one will, will, would be better for you, I would say. So, so yeah, I've I've ended up with a nice guitar, and someone else is going to end up with a nice uh, sunburst one. Um, I've had to buy another guitar stand. 
that's that's the <laughs> ultimate conclusion is there's now another guitar that i've got Do, no um, room in a what case stand, for. what stand brand have you oh always for? hercules always, always the old G- gs402 is it or 42 is that the tiny little collapsible yeah ones? yeah the little yeah, those are the ones, ones. I, I like those ones as well Not the 402b yeah 402b that's the one yeah that's um, a good one yeah, so uh, yeah, I've had to buy some more. Four hundred two A was for acoustic guitars, yeah. if I remember uh, yeah. correctly. Why was it? I, B? I have a lot of those. I've got because like four A of those. stands for acoustic guitar, and B stands for electric guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was that. I think was there G B, and then that, B. That makes sense. You yeah. can only use those for British guitars, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I'm so, going to yeah. Google it. So. Oh, no. uh, Exciting. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to a good few weeks where I don't have to buy another guitar now and then <laughs> a get few weeks <laughs> and then board and buy something else. Did so, um, uh, did it come with a hard case? Because those Epiphones actually shipped with hard cases. It did. It came with a uh, a non Epiphone hard case because I remember Ow. the Epiphone hard cases actually back in the day being like a bit pony. Um, right. They were just like kind of wooden. Um, and yeah, this came with like a freestyle hard case, which to be honest, I'm probably not going to keep because I generally don't like hard cases. I think what I'd rather do is ship. What? Uh, well, I just don't like. Why do I need a hard case? I've got no room for a hard case in the better. house, and I, I don't not going to take it out anywhere in a hard case. I still I still have one of your Hiscox hard cases in my cupboard at home. Well, yeah, because I just don't need it. Like the gigs I'm going to do, I'm going to be able to take it in a gig bag. I don't even play guitar when I do gigs. I play bass, so yeah. it's not going to go out in a, a gigging way. Probably, I sort of feel like if you're not gigging, the only reason you need a hard case a lot of the time, is if you've got young kids and you don't want them to, you know, get into your guitars or, you know, play with your guitars or whatever. Um, that's generally the only reason. I would, you, if, if you're primarily playing at home, why why would you need a hard case other than that? Hmm. The, I mean, they do make a great noise when you open them. Oh, yeah. But, I, yeah. You know, there's I'm no, not, diff- they, there's no comparison you... between, okay, you're opening your gig bag, if or you're your opening is... your hard case, Clunk. I like, do like a, yeah. I, I do like a premium gig bag though. Like, but I if would your guitar's to... nitro finished as well, you know, you lock that smell in. That's oh, yeah. true. Locking yeah, yeah. that, locking in that freshness. That I love freshness. to lock in the smell. Um, I do like a premium gig <laughs> bag though. Maybe I'll get a premium like hollow body gig bag. I'll spend get like, a mono. Yeah, like hundred and fifty quid or something. Get a mono. I've got a mono slip. And uh, yeah, the, I, the, that is the the best gig bag I've Probably ever bought. Probably want to bought. see the doctor about that. I'm just going to let it go, but yeah, <laughs> it's very good. I like the mono grey. There's something very premium about it. You know, um, Shergo would also do really nice soft cases that I believe you can buy separately that are obviously suitable for any guitar. So you don't just have to have them for Shergo, but they are probably not nice. for like three, three, five size, right? Well, look, can oh, I fit yeah, my, uh, three, three, can I fit my Dean Dymo flange in, in a... In a... <laughs> Always a Gator Extreme. Gator Extreme. Gator Extreme. The, <laughs> the only gig bag that ever fitted. It. Does it, it's sort of a bit like Guess Who. It's like, does it fit a Fender Strat? No. Does it fit a hollow body? No. Is it a Gator Extreme? <laughs> <laughs> they just cornered the market because like none of the premium, you know, premium brands for like gig bags and stuff are generally aimed at your sort of blues dad, you know, well, strap. Also, telly, also premium players don't play, you know, sort of flying Ks. Well, it's, it's quite a specific part, uh, like demographic I mean, of people that play that to, sort of shape. Tell that to Michael Schenker. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah some, maybe right. Yeah. You know. 
there's high end stuff out there, but yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, they I, come I, with cases, but you know, that's... I would say that your, you know, your your premium brands are generally going after your Strats, Tellys, Les Pauls, and Gator were the only company that just went. Do you know what? We're just going to make one case that fits anything that you've got that is massive, and <laughs> they they must have sold hundreds of thousands of them yeah. because there was no yeah. other case. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now speaking of. Go on, guitars. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to talk about uh, Reverend um, uh, guitars quickly because, of course, recently we we managed to get hold of one of the Merchant City Music exclusive Reverend Jetstream three nineties in foam shrimp pink. Oh, it, it even sounds good to say. Um, but yeah, like a, a wonderful, a wonderful finished guitar that, you know, I mentioned a, a few weeks back on the podcast when, when, you know, I finally got to play it, like set up to perfection out, out, out of the box, whether that was sort of Reverend or Merchant City Music, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, but it was, um, an absolutely incredible playing guitar. Um, everything about it was wonderful. The Jetstream 390 is, I guess, the more... Uh, everyone's more accustomed reverend shape so a sort of quite quite a angled 50s bound style it's their classic uh, shape isn't it yeah the, it's, uh... their, it's the classic sort of reverend shape yes i guess the that with three p90 pickups in a in a version of shell pink with a with a lovely sort of cream top binding and a gorgeous um baked maple neck and board it was it was it sounded completely fantastic um and for my first time up close i'm i'm reiterating what i said before now but for my first time up close with a with a reverend really and spending some time on it i was like oh i can't believe they're selling these for 800 pounds which is the you know the roughly what they they go for in shops i can't believe that's the sort of going rate for them they are uh, um absolutely incredible guitars but anyway um we we had to we we've had to send it back uh this week because um the Jetstream 390 in foam shrimp pink was a rever- uh, was a merchant city music exclusive which they got in just as we as we started uh talking about those Jetstream 390s and it is now the last one so it's had to go back up to merchant city um so listener if you've checked out this guitar and you've seen how good it is this is now and and of course you know i've sent this back on the monday when we record the podcast doesn't come out until the wednesday um it might already be gone yeah it it might well already be gone but if you were thinking about it at all i honestly couldn't recommend it highly enough they're obviously coming a couple of other great colors but if you want to get it in guitar nerds pink then this is literally your last chance to get this incredible uh, Reverend Matt, how are you getting on with uh, with your single pickup version of the Jetstream? It they are just incredible guitars. Like oh, we've said it before, and we've talked about Reverend a lot. But um, just going on your thing of the setup, I think the great thing about Reverend is everything that comes out of the factory goes back to Reverend for another setup. Um, so you know everything is just fully checked. It just means that everything that goes out into the big wide world is just you know flawless um and they just i think um a guy that i work with said it best when we, we tried them at the Birmingham guitar show and he was uh playing the the one that i've got and was just like wait, wait, what's the one that you've got so again? i've got the matt west signature which is the same body shape but just with a one single p90 oh, um oh, and he was just like yeah you've still got a trim right 
Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I keep interrupting. Yeah, it's, but, yeah. Um, and he was just like, yeah, it's like a two grand guitar, right? I was like, no, they're like, I think it was 799 or 699. She's just like, it's unbelievable for the money. Um, but yeah, the Trem is a masterpiece. The, the very claw Trem because it does like extreme Trem movements, but because you've got really good locking tunes on there, it never goes out of tune. Um, you can almost dive bomb on it. It's like having a Floyd Rose without the hassle of having a Floyd Rose. But yeah, just brilliantly built guitars. Um, and I didn't realize until we were at the Birmingham Guitar Show and talking to... Uh, Ken, who is the um, one of the main people there, um, the brand's like twenty five years old. Yeah, they've been going for ages. I had no idea because they only came on our radar, you know, within the last sort of four or five years. Maybe. Well, it was probably the um, uh, Smashing Pumpkins fella. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one we did, wasn't it? The um, Billy uh, Corgan. The, Billy Corgan, thank you. Yeah, it was probably that was the first time that we that we kind of paid attention to. Or, He's you had know, a- no, go on. Sorry, I was just gonna say it's probably the first time that they they kind of came onto our radar, as you say. Yeah, yeah. He's he's had a couple of fantastic signature models from them now because I remember when we got that first one, I was like, yeah, this one's not really for me. Um, which is which is maybe why you know I guess Reverend didn't win that sort of first year that we were talking about the guitars on on Gear of the Year. Told you it should have done. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I said, yeah, all I know, along, I know, these guitars I know, but, are great. But since then, Billy Corgan's had a short scale single single humbucker in the bridge version of that guitar. Um, as a Reverend Signature model, and I'm like, yeah, now that, yeah, I'm now in, I am into this. This is very cool. Um, yeah, that that is a very very cool um, guitar. Is it tuned A to A or no G to G? Yeah, it's G to G. So good. That's so cool. But you know, I mean, you know, obviously Reverend recently sponsored the podcast. So listeners, if you know, if you're listening to this on the advertising version, you will hear me talk about. Um, the, the sort of range of artist models, but it's incredible that they have such a, a broad range of artist signature models um, 
<laughs> sort of available alongside all their regular stuff. There's just such a such a fantastic broad palette of really interesting stuff. Because that's kind of the thing about artist signature models is when you're making a regular guitar, you're kind of you're either you're either making it for a, a I guess a genre, or you're making it to be versatile. And when it comes to artist stuff, you get all these wonderful weird quirks um, that you don't necessarily see elsewhere. You know, so the and uh, I, I really think Reverend do a fantastic job of that. And the fact that they've probably got I don't know, I don't know 25, 30 plus signature models available in their in their range, just there's you know, something for everyone. Great range. Absolutely. Yes. Anyway, um uh we should where, where where are we in the in the podcast? We let's um let's do some news. Let's uh let's do some news stuff. Here's the jingle. News. Why I keep saying here's the jingle uh, just before I play the jingle. I've done it every week for like the last five or six weeks. It didn't seem like a very sensible thing to do. I don't know why. I'm I like it. That. Announce what you're going to do next. Yeah, it's it's not really very professional. Like the idea of having a jingle is quite professional. It's there and then is I a transition. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I'm saying it for myself when I'm editing so that I know to put the jingle in there. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving it in. I like it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I should really, yeah, I should cut that out. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about some news. Exciting news, even though it was, you know, unfortunately leaked four months ago, but exciting news that we finally got it uh, on the shelves, available to buy, and all the information is officially released about it. The new Squire Paranormal range of guitars. My goodness, everyone. Have you all been able to check out these I, guitars? I- the thing is, you said it was leaked, and I don't remember it at all. And uh, so when I got the announcement, I was like, wow, this is like the best thing ever. I think um, that, says, that says more about this year, the fact that we can't remember <coughs> anything that happened at NAM because yeah. there's so much <laughs> stuff has happened. That feels about four years ago yeah. that NAM um, happened. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. I, to be honest, I didn't remember any of these guitars either. Um, so this has all been pretty fresh for me, and it's, you know, it's wicked, as you'd imagine. That's my yeah. opinion. An incredible range. So we're looking at, we've got six guitars and one bass guitar. Well, I guess five guitars, one baritone and one bass guitar available in this range. And what, like, obviously by the name, listen, you know, but by the name Paranormal, they're going after a similar sort of vibe to the parallel universe and some well, of the other you, ranges you that say that them. but actually i'm not sure that's quite true because a lot of these guitars are guitars that have existed in the past whereas that's right you know I parallel universe all of them or, i think have, you're right I, sorry uh, well yeah, not not quite all of them less, I, yeah. I i think they're not quite all of them i actually think no. it's quite muddy i think it's quite a muddy range it seems like there's like some things that that are just reissues or virtually and some things that really should have been part of the parallel universe range it's kind of like yeah. a it's a bit of a you know a broad church as James I like say, it it's like, is, but it's I, like, but it's, that's not a criticism yeah this is this is the best thing Squire have ever done um yeah i mean jay why don't you sort of take us through sort of well talk us through your favorites guitar nerds is brought to you in association with faith guitars based right here in the uk faith guitars are designed by british guitar luthier patrick james eggle who has been hand building guitars for decades for some of the biggest names in the business Founded in 2002, Faith Guitars have been voted the UK's best acoustic guitars five times in a row by both the public and panels of music industry experts, so you can be confident in your new Faith Guitar. 
Like all quality acoustics, Faith guitars are made of all solid tone wood, so you can be sure they'll start off sounding great and improve year on year. Faith don't use laminated woods. But you'll be pleased to know that despite the all solid tone woods, the superb specification and handmade construction, Faith guitars are still affordable, with prices starting at around £450 or $600. US Discover the range at faithguitars.com and then visit one of the many UK or European retailers to try them for yourself. But hold up! If you're in the USA or Canada, you can buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and by using the coupon code NERDS at the checkout, you can get an exclusive 10% discount. So, in the UK and Europe, check out the guitars at your local dealer or faithguitars.com. But for North American listeners, Buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and use the coupon code NERDS for a special 10% off at the checkout. That's USA coupon code NERDS at the checkout. Faith Guitars, award-winning acoustics, designed right here in the UK. One of the most popular Ernie Ball Music Man models, the John Petrucci Majesty, is being expanded with four brand new striking finishes. Now offered in Pink Sand, Red Phoenix, Smoked Pearl and Ember Glow, the 2020 Majesty features a lightweight Akume body, signature DiMarzio Rainmaker and Dreamcatcher pickups, and an onboard piezo bridge system that gives the guitar a focused and highly versatile versatile palette of tones. Head to music-man.com to learn more. That's music-man. Now, back to the show. Well, okay. Well, I think maybe we should go through the entire range, really, and then talk about talk about favourites. So, in terms of things that have been out before, um, I guess really where you're looking is like a reissue of the Cyclone. So. Yeah! The Cyclone, which is uh, which is a very weird guitar in itself, but it has been, you know, there, there was a run of Cyclones in the 90s, I guess. I don't know if there's been uh, any. There, there, early, there early were Cyclones. 2000s. Early 2000s. I really? nearly bought one. in the Because they did one in Graffiti Yellow in the early right, 2000s. Okay. I very nearly bought one. So, there was, so a, for, there, it was actually a whole bunch of guitars. So there was Cyclone 1, 2, and 3, from what I can remember. Um, is that, did they have different, uh, different numbers of pickups? Exactly or? that, and different types okay. of pickups as well. So, yeah, you had, I think, the original one was humbucker in the bridge and a strat single coil in the neck right okay um there i think the one with three uh strat single coils i'm just quickly uh googling um i think the one with three strat single coils was the cyclone three right well that would make sense but yeah so that's what this is so you've got three strat single coil pickups but um sort of off at a jaunty angle so not at the the normal angle that you would expect more uh angled up towards uh so that the 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 base end of the pickup is closer to the neck and the treble end is closer to the uh closer to the bridge so like um, the like the bridge pickup on a Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you've got th- uh, those three with three on-off switches for each of the pickups. Um, it comes in a Mustang body with a uh, with a like a, a Strat tremolo, um, and uh, yeah, twenty four point seven five inch scale. So that's that's totally the, weird. 
Yeah, totally weird. That's that's the official line from Fender on this model as well. That the Cyclone is is in name is is an embodiment of the the whirlwind of uh, of parts that make up this guitar. Because of course, as I see you what say, they did there. Mustang body, <laughs> Strat pickup, Strat bridge, Jaguar controls. Um, you know, short scale. It's a it's a little bit of everything. And of course, we are missing out the most important factor of this guitar, which is it comes in shell pink. Yes. <laughs> so you don't even need to refinish plane. it because it's already there. <laughs> so yeah, you can get this in shell pink or in Daphne blue, both of those with a uh, Indian laurel fretboard. Yeah. Just um, to um, to clarify an earlier statement, there, yeah. was, there was actually only uh, two models, Cyclone 1 and Cyclone 2, but there was also something in the middle which was cyclone hh so it originally started what was that as uh, yeah thanks jay um <laughs> it was uh yeah originally the first one cyclone original cyclone is uh atomic humbucker in the bridge and then strap pickup in the neck then you've got the uh hh which is i believe two atomic humbuckers and then yeah the third one is actually it's then they're not strap pickups are they they're jaguar pickups in there. These uh, are strap pickups. These are strap uh, pickups. No, in yeah, this one. these. Oh, I don't know on the original one because they've got. They're not like rounded off. They are like oh, really? square. So I think they might be Jaguar pickups. You know. Ooh, very weird. Yeah, no, they look the the original ones look different to the modern one. I think these are Jaguar pickups. Yes, they are because they've got the like metal teeth that go down the side. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. So yeah, they are Jaguar pickups in the original. So Strat Very in these cool. ones. Yeah. So um, moving on, actually keeping on, on board with the Atomic Humbucker. Which I is was wondering if you'd do that segue. Yeah. Well, there you go, Joe. That was just for you. Um, the Atomic Humbucker actually is something that you used to see quite a lot, but that seems to have kind of fallen out of favour a little bit. I don't know whether it's just because... Like the Shawbuckers have been so popular um, that they've kind of taken over as the de facto pickup in. Uh, it's it's similar looking, isn't it? The Shawbucker, it's that um, that black and white, that zebra. Finish. Well, yeah. You look. I mean, if you're saying it looks like a humbucker, then I would agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think but, what Joe is saying is that both are available as a zebra combination. I see. Oh, I, see, I thought yes. that's how they just came. I thought all the Shawbuckers were like that. No, no, no. no. There, there are some that are, that are chrome covered. Um, so, but yes, carrying on from that, there is a reissue of the Toronado. So the Toronado, again, originally came out in, well, this was the 90s. This was originally 1998. It's sort of, in a weird way, the top half is offset and the bottom half is like not like an offset guitar. Yeah. It doesn't have that, like the the treble side near the, the uh, bass strap button, like isn't offset. It's like rounded off. This, yeah. This for me is like Fender's Gibson. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like as in like... As in, it's like a, a double humbucker. It has two volume controls and two tone controls. It's just a big, meaty, you know, aggressive, shorter scale yeah. guitar. Like it, it fulfills those sorts of requirements. People who want a, 
a big fat sounding guitar. The Toronado has always done that. I guess, yeah, I, I guess I, uh, you know, looking at when it came out in 1998 originally, it would have been in a kind of transition time from when people were like coming out of like grunge era. So they were looking at offset guitars, but also we were sort of transitioning into like new metal. And if you think about it, this is kind of perfect segue between those two. It's got two high output humbuckers. Um, and, you know, no trim and stuff, so you could do down tuning and stuff like that, but it's still got the Jaguar Jazzmaster shape, kind of. I, I think the Toronado is fantastic. I think it's a massively underrated Fender guitar. Well, I guess it's just one of those things that wasn't re- that wasn't really available for very long. So, no, I guess so. It's, you know, it, but it does seem weird that it, I guess, you know, when the vintage modified guitars came out in whenever that was, 2010 or something, or 2011, um, you know, that was just the Jaguar and the Jazzmaster. And I think the Mustang maybe came slightly after, or maybe that was at the same time. But it seems weird that the Toronado kind of didn't keep pace with those. But I guess I guess it just wasn't as it didn't have kind of the 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 kind of historical importance of those other three guitars, you know, because it only came out in nineteen ninety eight and it's as opposed to the sixties or the fifties even for the for the Mustang. Um but uh, yeah, you know, this is really cool, really interesting. So you can get it in Lake Placid Blue with a torque guard or black with a black guard. Um, very, very cool, weird looking guitar. Um, on a similar offset note, uh, there is a uh, now a budget version of the offset Telecaster. Um, this is super exciting. This, this is, is really cool. Yeah, this is this is very, very cool. So um, Offset Telecaster is a guitar that uh, kind of other people have called like um, the Telemaster. Telemaster. Yeah, so it's basically a Telecaster in the body shape of a Jazzmaster. Um, so you've got Tele pickups, you've got Tele control plate, but then you've got a Telecaster neck. Uh, and Telecaster headstock, but on the Jazzmaster body. And uh, I just, I mean, the people who listen to this podcast know I had uh, one, I had one of the um, American Standard Offset Tellies, which came out in 2014 or 2015. Uh, 2015, I think it was. And uh, that was part of the 10 for, was it 10 for 15? So maybe it was... 2015 and um in in the interim period there was also a japanese version of this uh which i think was mahogany um and that was really cool really interesting so the fact that there's now a like a very very budget friendly version available is just it looks so cool and it comes in two great colors as well so you've got um the uh you've got it in surf green or you've got it in natural and the natural really looks good it's like that antique natural that that fender just started doing in the player series well so it i think it's actually um it's it's a kume the body on the on the natural one uh which is a uh uh, like a bodywood that we've talked about a couple of times. Uh, actually, you, uh, the time that we've talked most about it was with, and we'll get onto those in a minute. But at GAC, when we all worked there, there were and there were a few um, 
uh, Cabernetas that came through made, made of Akume bodies, and they were so nice. And yeah, this this Akume, it's like a really rich mahogany. Um, it just it looks fantastic. So that in particular is the one I've really got my eye on. I mean, I only just yeah. I sold my uh, offset telly. I guess maybe six or so, it was back end of last year, and I'm already thinking I shouldn't have done it. So well, the, I mean, these are three nine nine US dollars. Like yeah. there, there is no good reason not to own one. Um, everything in this range is either poplar or akume as a as a note. Right. I think. Um, it, it, yeah, in, in okay. this range, which uh, yeah, great woods. Um, so carrying on with the uh, Cabernetas, so there is a what I guess the the Cabernetas is a weird guitar. So originally, if I remember correctly, it came out of the custom shop, and then there it was did. a there was a Mexico version, there was an American version, and then there was also a Squire version. And this is kind of uh, like the the original ones that came out, but um, it is a thin lined version, which is. Which was, there were a uh, short run of Squire Thinline Cabernetas that were very popular. Uh, but this has actually got Jazzmaster pickups in. Which which has been pointed out. I can't remember who. A listener, maybe on Instagram or something, uh, pointed out like that they kind of feel that the, the bread and butter of the Cabernet is the fact that you get the Fidelitron TV yeah. Jones style pickups and you just have a volume control with no tone. And of course, that's what they've changed here. You've got two Jazzmaster pickups and they've added a tone now yeah i guess you know that's kind of uh, yeah i guess it sort of sits in the the idea of it being paranormal paranormal yeah. um, i wonder you know, if it's something to do with the body shape i wonder if there's a particular contour or carve that makes the cabernita more of a cabernita than i don't think telly. so i think it, i think it is just i think it is just a double like humbucker telly yeah, essentially yeah. or double tv jones telly I, I guess the idea behind them was that they always were brash and and loud yeah. uh and you know having jazz master pickups in there is no definitely not going to be any less brash and loud than no, having yeah. those scratch no, no, pickups no. so yeah that to me still kind of sticks to the root of the uh regular or what incredible, they were going for with the original cabernita incredible color range with with these as well yeah, so these are available in um, Olympic White, which is, uh, you know... Is it Olympic? I thought it was vintage. No, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Olympic. Oh, Olympic okay. White with a black guard or Fiesta Red oh. with a parchment guard. <laughs> wow, um, that red looks amazing. It really that does, That is yeah. the coolest thing I've ever heard. I just needed to hear you say it. That is incredible. $399 as well. Um, and then there are a couple more, so I'll just blitz through these real quick. So, uh, Oh, how this, dare you? This is probably the one... Well, Can I, um, Jay, on. quickly yeah. before you go on to that. So just quickly, Cabronita is Spanish slang for little bastard yeah. or little devil. Yes. Um, so basically, Cabronita guitars are sort of screwed around versions of Telecasters. Yes. So anything that is classed as a Cabronita is... They, but Fender are basically just reading here from a, I think another article that came out that basically anything that they do that isn't two single coils or a humbucker in the neck and a single coil in the bridge like a, a fifty two, they're sort of be saying a, can, can be a cabernita of some sort. Fantastic. I I think it's my favourite version of a Telecaster, the cabernita. I think it's the coolest thing Fender maybe have ever done. In my that opinion. red one is something special. I would say yeah, definitely. Yeah. These look amazing. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, so moving on to the uh, the supersonic, which again, oh, I you think need to pr- continue the Cabernet thing. Well, don't you? I, I suppose I could do that, but I feel like that was okay. okay. Well, I'll, I'll do that now because that is the, the, you know you've sort of ruined it now, Joe. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. But, you know, I, I apologize. <laughs> um, I, I feel like the the baritone Cabernet, uh, which is the other Cabernet that's available, is probably the one that's going to have our listeners the most excited. Oh I would have thought. So I hope Fender have made enough of these. Like this is. Because it's only available in one colour as well. Yeah, so it's o- you only get it in black. Um, and uh, so this is a uh, 27 and 27 inch scale length. Um, and this has got uh, like P90s on rather than the Jazzmaster pickups. And it's not uh, it's not hollow body. It's not thin line. Um, this is just going to be. I mean, this is this is they look so good they look good it looks really classy um it's a great way to be able to get like a really nice uh baritone sound from uh from a finish and a a style that you would recognize and um i I just think this is going to be so so popular Uh, absolutely gorgeous every single guitar in this range comes with the same slim c-shaped neck profile and a gloss finish on the back of the neck so you still get that sort of retro feel from all well, of these the uh, the well. baritone doesn't come with the same neck. Uh, no, but it's still the same, same neck profile. Shape. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. Okay. Yeah, same. 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 Yeah, profile and same yeah. gloss finish as well. So everything. Gotcha. Kind of, you know, just sometimes the squires, uh, I guess, come in sort of uh, like maybe an unlacquered finish, which I, I guess sometimes can feel cheap for me in comparison to when you get satin finished necks on premium guitars. But when you yeah. gloss something. You know, everything kind of feels the same at any price point. So um, I'm glad that they've done it with this range. That's more for me personally than anything else. But yeah, very cool. Um, So just to blitz through the last couple, uh, there is, (laughs) as I mentioned before, a Supersonic. A Supersonic? So for people who don't know what a Supersonic is... um, I mean, I can describe it, but you're still going to need to go and look it up. Basically, (laughs) it's like a backwards Jazzmaster with an upside down neck so like is it like a reverse jazz master and a reverse jazz master neck i guess um, so it's an upside down guitar it's basically an upside down guitar yes <laughs> um and that again has got two atomic humbuckers uh one is angled um really quite aggressively angled actually um, the opposite way the opposite way yeah down towards the base end um and that comes in uh ice blue metallic or graphite metallic which is and of course this is one. a guitar that nick reinhardt popularized and has been playing the old squire vista series yeah. of the uh of the supersonic is something that he's been playing for years in sparkle blue and he's got a sparkle silver one i think is one other color as well i can't remember what the other colour is? That uh, is it orange? There was, I think there was orange ones at some point. Oh, Maybe really? the orange ones were the reissues. I'm not sure. The thing that's really interesting about the Supersonic actually is it's got a really narrow nut width. Yeah. So the um, the uh, the neck goes well. The nut width is 1.5 inch, which is, I mean, that's same very as, very small. That's the same as a jazz bass at the nut, 1.5. Is it? That's what, that's what jazz basses go to. And if, oh, right. Weird. You know, if you think a jazz bass only has four strings, and they're yeah. pretty close together at the nut, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of jazz basses, Joe, funny you should bring those up. Uh, because actually, probably the weirdest of the uh, guitars in the paranormal range is the 54 jazz bass. Um, and for people who are, you know, paying attention, you'll say, hang on, Jay, 
the jazz bass didn't come out until 1960 or maybe 1961 or maybe 59 59, depending on who you're asking Uh, (laughs) depending on depending on who you're asking i mean if you're asking me i'd say 59 if you're asking joe then you you might get a different answer (laughs) 61 61 i don't know who knows um but the uh the uh paranormal uh 54 jazz bass basically reimagines what the jazz bass would have been like if it had been released in 1954 as opposed to uh 1959 um, isn't that more uh, a, a parallel universe sort of idea yeah as yeah to the totally others? totally yeah i i think it really is but i think it's just you know it's a fun little yeah, yeah quirk, a little spin on the idea so That's basically it's paranormal joe it could be anything think of the exiles it wasn't just aliens was it there was like time travel there's all on, sorts of on, weird. Mark, I don't know. i've, I've like, only just started the x-files so i'd appreciate if you don't give me any spoilers the only uh, thing, the only spoiler, thing I cared first about. Series, great. Everything else, don't worry about it. No, what are you talking <laughs> about? It was fantastic. Gillian Anderson was in all of it, which I was very excited about as a young man. And David Duchovny's hairstyle. I literally, the amount of hair products I got through trying to mimic that as a boy. It's, I tell you what, it's, I, I can't believe I've waited so long to watch it. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, yeah. But anyway, we, we can talk. That's, that's for another podcast. Um, the 54 Jazz Bass, really cool. Basically, it's got the aesthetics of like a 51P bass or a 54P bass, I guess, because it's it's the 54 Jazz Bass. So you've got the butterscotch body with the uh, the kind of reverse pick guard, um, but you've still got the, the pick guard that goes up as opposed to down. Um, but you've still got the two Jazz Bass pickups and it's got all the contours of a 54. P- yeah, 54 P-Bass, well, it's, Yeah, all the contours of a jazz, I guess. But, oh yeah, it, uh, I don't know actually. Well, I, but I, before I 54, the, the P-Bass, before 54, the P-Bass was a slab, right? So it's got That's the, right. yeah. the contours only came in in 54, I think. Um, so, yeah, really cool. Really interesting. Really weird series. And like you say, they're all super cheap. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I personally, I've got my eye Con- on the Concentric stack pot controls, by the way, also on Joe, the we, we, Joe, we've stopped talking about the base, mate. We've okay, just, fine. We've <laughs> <not done. laughs> I'll leave um, the, uh, personally, I've got my eyes on the uh, offset telly. Okay. Uh, and maybe you, the baritone. Going, okay, so you're probably telly. Matt Knight, what would you buy from this range? I would like the Cabernita. Which um, one? The the normal one, the non-baritone one. Actually, I okay. would like the baritone one. Um, no, you can only pick one. If I, but if I could only pick I'd one, pick two. Um, I only <laughs> listened to your first one, Jay. Um, if I could only pick one, I just because I love pink guitars, I'd probably have the Cyclone. Really? Yeah, I think oh. I think it's dead cool. I I think that guitar Cyclone is, cool. is very cool, and it's different to anything else I've got. Which... It's so unique. The Cyclone is so yeah. unique. Uh, Mark Packham, almost certainly the Cabernet Thin Line, because as we know, over the last couple of weeks, I've decided I'm only playing hollow body guitars now um, because they just sound better. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a that's a that's a very legitimate answer. I, I'm going to go uh, um, with. With you on that as well, the Cabernita thin line for me. Although I think I prefer the white to the Fiesta Red. As cool as the Fiesta Red is, it's a little bit too bling for me. But you're the, wrong. Um, you're so but, wrong. The Fiesta well, I, Red I looks amazing. I, a guitar should look like a part of you rather than it overtaking you. You know what I mean? Like a guitar should Absolutely. sit with your look. I mean, it's Fiesta um, Red, Joe. It's not like it's like, you know, <laughs> a luminous green or whatever. I think Fiesta Red's too bold. Like when I see people playing Fiesta Red guitars, I'm like, all I can see is the guitar. I'm focusing on the guitar. I think some people have made it work sort of, you know, over the time. Like Hank uh, Marvin. I, I wasn't going to say Hank 
M Marvin. Um, uh, I was going to say Name Gary Moore. One... I was trying to think of one. Gary Moore. I was going to say Moore Gary Moore. Play, he didn't play Fiesta Red. His guitar yes, was he Dakota did. Red. Uh, no, it was Fiesta Red over Dakota Red. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. No, it's not true. No. 100%. Do you know why? Because I'm currently doing uh, top 10 most iconic strats. And so I had to hunt out articles on Gary Moore's Stratocaster. And of course, Gary Moore. Um, oh, is famous. Fiesta Red? He's uh, it is Fiesta Joe. Red. I'm sorry. Joe, I am so sorry. His 61 strat was Fiesta Red. But, you know, an interesting. I don't believe actually, you. I don't believe you. J at all. No, Jay, Jay, you are right. Because a fun fact about Gary Moore's Fiesta Red strat is that actually it is dakota red i know i said it was no, dakota no, red no 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 but it was refinished in fiesta red because oh, i don't there count was, refinishes no, no he never refinished it when guitars were coming into the uk in the 60s um because on dakota red well no simply because of the 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 how popular hank marvin was at the time these were called they were known as selma refinishes so um, so guitar shops that were getting in strats in any colour, whatever colour they came in, were refinishing themselves um, in in really? their in copies of Fiesta. Absolutely true. I, it was an incredible story that I found out, basically, wow. because Fiesta Red was the most popular colour. And, of course, how does a customer find it? It was, it was the first time in the 60s. It's the first time we we're importing guitars from America. You're not going to be able to find out that that guitar was originally sunburst unless you chip a load of the finish off. And because the UK shops knew that they could sell Fiesta Fiesta Red strats, you know, five to one, what they could a sunburst or Dakota Red, you know. So they just, when they came in, popularly known as Selma refinishes, um, they would uh, refinish them in Fiesta Red. And so, yes, the uh, the... Uh, the Gary Moore was, in fact, Dakota Red, and after he'd obviously played it for some time, it eventually looked like a. It, it has the, a lot of the Dakota Red coming through, but essentially, it is it is a, a rip off of Fiesta Red on top because the paint's obviously British. Um, but it was a uh, yeah. There you go. How about Just that? I, st red, I stand. I stand corrected. There you go. It's. I, I tell you what. One of the. I did this top ten, and I don't think because Gary Moore is known for so many guitars, from you know like Firebirds to Les Pauls, it's hard to sort of. I can't obviously pitch it too high up for Gary Moore Fiesta Red sixty one Strat, but it has one of the most interesting stories of a guitar. Just like you do. Do you know? You know he played it at the two thousand and four. Um, Fender's 50th anniversary of the Stratocaster. They did a show at Wembley Arena, and he he played Red House, and it's just uh, like unbelievable. His solo work is just uh, outrageous in, in in that performance. But that's kind of that for me was when I became aware of of his Stratocaster, and that's that's certainly I guess one of the shows that was the the most popular for him playing a Strat as opposed to sort of anything else. But one of the most interesting things about his Strat. Is that he very nearly? It very nearly wasn't Gary Moore's at all. It was. It was supposed to be Greg Lake's from Emerson Lake and Palmer. Um, so, so a fellow was bringing down a handful of guitars um, to a studio where Emerson Lake and Palmer were recording, and where Gary Moore happened to also be at the time. And Greg Lake was looking for a Stratocaster. And he brought down this '61 Fiesta Red Strat, and uh, whilst Whilst Greg was, I don't know, you know, finishing up in the studio, Gary Moore was sat outside 
noodling around on the guitars and he said it was the acoustically the loudest guitar he'd ever played and he absolutely loved it but the guy was like well this is you know this is for greg lake so you you can't buy it and then um greg lake tried it and was like oh it's it's got too many too many dings on it for me. It's a bit too, it's too loud. It's too bashed up because it was 1981, so it was already an old guitar by this point. But it was too it was too bashed up for for Greg Lake, and he was like, "Nah, I want something that looks new." And so um, so Gary Moore bought it on the spot, and I just thought, you know, it's such a legendary guitar, and it almost it very nearly wasn't even you know part of Gary Moore's arsenal, but. Um, yeah, there you go. There you go. A little bit Very of interesting. How about that? Yeah, yeah, really interesting. I've really actually enjoyed this this researching strats and trying to find out, you know, sort of more about the most iconic ones. But that certainly t- was I- one of the most interesting stories. I tell you what, fellas. I, th- I think I think Joe's all right. I think maybe we should keep him around. He's actually done something <laughs> really interesting for once. Well researched. I mean, that could all just be nonsense. None it of could uh, the whole yeah, yeah, completely absolute um, ten minute rant of nonsense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, and, I, um, and I wouldn't put it past you to be able to do that, Joe. You've you've spun many a web. No, before. absolutely. I ate a bunch of mushrooms before I came on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so who who knows what I'm even saying. Um, anyway, we are, we are, oh no, are we drawing close? We're, oh, we're, we're going to have to save the rest to... of the news for next week. We are going to, there are some really exciting other news, but we are going to have to save it all, uh, for next week. So, um, so yes, uh, you know, ap- apologies listener, but next week it will be even more exciting. So, uh, so get ready, get ready for that. Um, so yes, you can enjoy an entire extra episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast every week over on our Patreon site. That's patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You can also find that in the description of this podcast. Uh, this week we're continuing. It's the third episode of Mark Packham's new solo series, uh, Gear There and Everywhere, where Mark is um, tracking down interesting, unique uh, pieces of equipment that the Beatles used throughout their career. And he's talking about them more in depth and what those pieces of equipment were responsible for um, on you know, various Beatles recordings. Very exciting. What we what we talking about this week? Epiphone Casinos. <laughs> 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 so I, I was going to talk about the Lucy Les Paul, but actually, like as I was sitting playing those uh, casinos, I was like, Do you know, what? I just want to hear more sound clips because I'm using a lot of kind of like Beatles isolated guitar uh, tracks out of the uh, the rock band soundtrack and stuff just to give like indications of like what these things actually sound like and I was like do you know what I just really want to spend it it basically it takes me about a day to produce the episodes Um, and I was like I just want to spend the entire day reading about casinos and listening to casinos and letting other people listen to casinos so yeah it's about the the three Epiphone casinos uh, involved uh, with the Beatles Wow, fantastic. Uh, very awesome. Now, to become a Patreon supporter, it costs only a dollar a month and you can enjoy the podcast ad-free and early for that. But at the $5 tier, you can enjoy the extra episode, currently Mark's series. Uh, plus, you've got access to our entire back catalogue of mini-series. Um, and uh, at the $10 tier, you can become an executive producer and enjoy all those benefits. Plus, you get the prestigious honour of having your name featured in our podcast outro song, Sung by Me. You can follow us on all the major social platforms with at Guitar Nerds. And please join our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye-bye. Oh, you, you guys all said that at the same time. Let's go, Mark. Yes. Sit, sit, uh, uh, oh, in, bye-bye. In order, so. Matt? 
Surprise. Jay, take it easy. Oh, God damn it. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.